the Chicago Bears get more unfortunate injury news when it comes to Cole Komet. We're going to touch on that a little bit. We're also going to talk about Tariq Cohen saying that you should not expect a reunion between him and the Chicago Bears. Also, there's reported by ESPN interest that the Chicago Bears have in Jonathan Taylor. We're going to talk about that. Plus, worry and concern about the offensive line and the injuries surrounding. And we're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And first up, Cole Komet suffered an injury which was initially reported as, you know, he had to be taken back on the cart. Seems like he actually got off the cart. He did walk back in his own power. But this is just more unfortunate news when it comes to the Chicago Bears and injuries. And so we haven't heard much about it. Do not expect to hear much about it either. And I'm not going to – we did an emergency video when the news came out. But, like, just wanted to touch on it briefly here. Let's hope that with the the few weeks that are left between the start of the season that it's enough for those type of banged-up injuries most people to come back. Uh, Tremaine Emmons, for example, has already said that he's going to be good to go for week one. And that's kind of what Matt Eberflus has maintained is that most of the players that have been sitting out practices and preseason games are going to be ready to go by week one. Now, we do have some injuries mounting up in the offensive line and one that's going to be pretty serious that we're going to talk about towards the end of the show. But when it comes down to it, I just want to maintain and say this, right, is that, yes, Cole Komet got dinged up. It's good, good news that he got to walk back on his own. Um, Matt, the, the, the Bears are going to play everything close to the chest, and it's unfortunate that it looks like we're not going to start off the season fully healthy. It's just it's, it's not how we're going to start. I had initially had those hopes that the Bears are going to be able to start the season off as fully healthy as possible, which I get fully healthy as possible is, is dynamic, right? But it's close to fully healthy as a team, but like it seems like as we get closer to that, that becomes less and less of a chance. And, you know, we've even had players come out and say that the Chicago Bears practices are pretty intense, and hopefully Matt Eberfuss and everybody kind of looks at how to fix that because the last thing we want is to lose players in practice before we even get a chance to really see them impact the game, right? That's what it all comes down to. We've talked about the Bears making that next step, making that leap, going from a 3-14 and 14 team to a team that's fighting for a playoff spot, even if it is a wild card. We need to be fully healthy to do that. And so, you know, we'll see. It, it, of course, the next man up mentality, we have more depth on this team than what I think a lot of people realize as well. You just you don't want to start off having to use your depth and, and rely on your depth in a major way. You want to try to start off the season as fully healthy. So, you know, we'll end up seeing with that. And like I said, we already got a video out on that. If you need more detail on that, definitely go into that. But it's talking about current injured bears, right? We have a former injured bear, Tariq Cohen, who we talked about uh, yesterday. He's ready to make his return to football. We'll see if a team picks him up. I do hope that he gets on a team. But he was on a live stream, and he said just simply this, Chicago don't want me. I just had bought a house, just bought an effing house, and I, and I got, and I'm cut. Cut. I got snipped. Uh, so, you know, it, we know that Tariq Cohen suffered his tour ACL injury on September 27th of 2020, and then he also had a Achilles uh, injury in that as well. So, like, it's been a lot with Tariq Cohen, and while I do hope that he does make a return to football and he is able to get back into the game that he loves, because Tariq Cohen was a player that kind of, Started not started the position, but he was definitely a positionless football player. When you look at him throwing for a touchdown, catching a touchdown, running for touchdowns, right? The way that the Bears used him was so dynamic, and he was such an explosive player, even being five six. That I do hope he's able to get on, even if it's just in in as being a special teams guy. But you know, when it comes down to it, considering we have a new regime, new head coach, new GM, new president, right? 
There's no ties to Kareem Cohen other than to the organization itself. And so it doesn't really make sense to where the Bears are sitting right now to go after Tariq Cohen. I do hope that he does make a roster. I hope that he is able to finish out and have a career. But it's not going to be here in Chicago, it doesn't seem like, per his words, and per just when you look at how this roster is set up. Now, in talking about one running back, let's get into another one. Jonathan Taylor, uh, we know, is kind of on the market with the Indianapolis Colts. And ESPN Stephen Holder came out and said that he reported that six teams haven't inquired about uh, Jonathan Taylor and his availability, and he did list that the Bears were one of those teams that have interest. Now, reportedly, the Colts asking prices a first-round pick or a package of picks worth a similar value. And here's what I say. I don't give a damn what an ESPN analyst says. The Bears, it makes no sense right now for the Bears to go after Jonathan Taylor. And that's not to say he's a bad player. I talked about that when the initial rumor came out, but it makes no sense for the Bears to give up assets and to try to sign a player, well, to give up assets to trade for a player while he doesn't have a crazy contract at all. He does not. I think it's like $4 million per. It's not bad, but it does, it makes no sense for the Chicago Bears considering how high they are in Roshan Johnson, how high they are in Khalil Herbert. They just brought in Dante Foreman, right? The, considering we have a really solid to great uh, running back room ourselves, it makes no sense to give up assets to go after Jonathan Taylor, in my opinion. I heard the rumors. I've seen them. I read them. I've gone over them. I think it's a bunch of malarkey, uh, which is a weird word. Weird, weird word to you right there. Uh, nonetheless, I don't think it's it's a, it's validity to it, and I don't think that the Bears are going to be you know trading for Jonathan Taylor. Sure, should they have inquired about it? That's doing your due diligence. Make a call, especially when you have a player as dynamic as Jonathan Taylor out on the market. You make a call and see what you can get done. But very quickly after it, once you hear first-round pick, you hang that up, you keep it pushing. That's what I think. You know, and, and, and we'll see. Yes, the Bears are in a pretty good situation as well when you look at why we should be pretty excited for the fact that we do have Carolina's first-round pick going into next year, and we'll see what that team ends up shaping up and looking like. But it really makes little to no sense to trade value of a first round pick or the equal value of a first round pick and really and really try to uh to acquire a running back when you have your already your young running back in in the wings that you feel pretty confident in and while yes most NFL teams are going to having two running backs in their system that's just kind of what we're seeing the NFL move towards the Bears already have that right and then because of how many running backs are coming into the draft into the NFL how many quality running backs there are every single year even if you do end up not re-signing Khalil Herbert, which I'm not saying at all. If Dante Foreman ends up just not being what you want, you send him off his way, there are going to be running backs that you can go out there and acquire, right? You don't have to give up a first-round pick, especially with where the Chicago Bears are right now. It'd be different if the Bears were in a place where, you know, we were close and all we needed was that 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 good, that amazing, dynamic running back to get us into Super Bowl contention. contention. Then you look at moving first-round picks to kind of acquire that level of talent. But the Bears are so far off from being a Super Bowl contender. Yes, we want to see them be a playoff team this year, but they're so far off from being a play, a, a Super Bowl contender that you want to allow the talents you have to grow naturally, right? You don't want to uh, you know, send out picks to get something artificially right now that then you'll probably end up having to give a big contract to before you end up getting into that contention area. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. So, you know, we'll end up seeing what happens. But I think that, you know, the Bears are going to be in a key position to maybe draft a, an amazing talent when having two first-round picks, even if that means packaging them both to moving up in the draft if the Bears do need something like that, which, you know, Marvin Harrison, I would love if the Bears can end up, you know, getting Marvin Harrison Jr., but that's a story for another day. Um, but ultimately, I just I don't see it happening with Jonathan Taylor. I don't see much there. I think there's a lot of smoke there. And we have uh, national media people, once again, 
going for a story that they know is going to get clicks rather than reporting on things that make sense. That's my personal opinion. But the next question that we have is that the, the, we have, we're mounting injuries on that offensive line. Tevin Jenkins hopefully being the one that's going to, that's gonna, you know, the only one that's going to linger on, right? Because Tevin Jenkins' injury can go into the first month of the season, which we already know and how difficult that can make things for the Chicago Bears next year. But considering the, 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 how, how important the protection around Justin Fields was for this offense, right? And our, our, how concerned should we be over the offensive line and the depth there, right? And we have a voicemail on this later, so I'm not going to get into, like, specific players. But I will say this. Considering Nate Davis have yet – and, you know, shout out to Pat, the designer, over at uh, the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000 and my co-host over on Locked On Bulls. Um, he, he talked about the fact that he just has heard that, like, Nate Davis just doesn't like to practice. And so, you know, with him being a veteran player, maybe, he, maybe it's some of that. But, like, let's just hope that – everything else with this offensive line and yeah Cole Cole Komet also being hurt if it does turn into a lingering or injury that's going to keep him up out multiple weeks into the season it could definitely affect the protection and the weapons for Justin Fields which we already have injury concerns as well in that wide receiver room but ultimately is this right there are quarterbacks that you you can you still need to make a step even with injuries in that offensive line you just have to right in Darnell Wright Tevin Jenkins like having injuries there having injuries with Cole Komet it's it's hugely concerning I do not want to act like I am not concerned about Justin Fields once again running for his life I absolutely am but it comes down to it we still need to see development we still need to see the depth and I will say this do not be surprised that if Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus aren't as confident in in the pieces now if we do have lingering injuries Ryan Poles will make a move to acquire a, 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 a veteran um, offensive lineman. I have no doubts that he will. That's how important protecting Justin Fields is this season so we can evaluate him. He has, more, he has better weapons. Yes, some of those weapons may have injuries as well, but I, will, I have no doubts that Ryan Poles will try to acquire if there is some lingering things and they're not as confident in that offensive line, Ryan Poles will try to acquire him. But let's talk about one, one last thing. We talked about surprising cuts with C-Dub before uh, on the last episode, which was yesterday's. Um, and one player that has not been mentioned very often is Dante Foreman. Now, according to the athletic, Adam Johns, is that uh, uh, Roshan Johnson's playing time with the starters has increased every week since camp opened, but Khalil Herbert remains the protected starter. It wouldn't be surprising, though, if Johnson played more than Dante Foreman in the early going. Foreman could be a surprise now, a lot of Bears fans, when we acquired Dante Foreman, some even thinking that Dante Foreman was going to win that running back one position outright. I've even had conversations with a couple of you guys in the comments when we talked about the ascension of Roshan Johnson that keep saying, hey, listen, Dante Foreman is a monster. There's no way. No, don't overlook Dante Foreman. We even have an episode on this channel. Are Bears fans overlooking Dante Foreman and the contributions that he can have? But the writing's on the wall. And while Adam Johns, I'm not going to report everything on him and go off what he said. This is one guy speculating. Do not be surprised is that if Dante Foreman is a surprise cut by the Chicago Bears when it's all said and done. Again, it goes back to what we've talked about before. The value in the running back position in the NFL is at an all-time low. And while Dante Foreman is going to get on another team, and he absolutely, and let me be clear here, I want to see Dante Foreman stay on this team because, listen, I want all the talent that we can get. Yeah, I don't care if Roshan does pass him up on the depth chart. I still want to keep Dante Foreman. This is a league. We've seen injuries. I don't. The last thing that I would want is Dante Foreman to be cut, and then week two into the season, we get ding uh, a player get ding dinged up in Roshan or Khalil Herbert, and then we have to trust Travis Homer and Tristan Ebner to be our running backs, right? And that's not a, to poo poo on them per se, but it's like that's not what I want to see. And so, 
let's I hope that Dante Foreman is not a surprise cut, but there are those rumblings out there. And as we know with football, where there's smoke, sometimes there's fire. And so ultimately, I hope that whatever the decision is made, that we make sure that we maintain depth, that we maintain weapons, and that we maintain players that are going to be able to help protect and help and take the ease off Justin Field. Dante Foreman is that. I'm not here. This, this isn't the conversation to say between him and Roshan. I don't really care at this point. That's not the conversation I'm having. I just want, especially in a time where we are missing more weapons and getting players going down, I don't want a potential weapon and, and firepower coming out that backfield to be let go just in case, right? Just in case. And maybe that's a little bit of my PTSD when it comes to injuries in Chicago Bears, right? Maybe I'm projecting that into this situation. I do not want to see Dante Foreman let go. And then two, three weeks into the season, we look back and say, hey, see what happened? Khalil's going to miss a couple of games. Would be nice to have Dante right now, right? I don't want to see that. And so, you know, like I said, maybe it's me being a little bit too worried, concerned, and protective over that. But you guys can let me know what you guys think down below. How surprised would you be if Dante Foreman is let go and be and a surprise cut when we start uh, get, uh, narrowing down to the 53-man roster? Let me know what you guys think on all that down below. But with tomorrow being the mailbag episode, we got overflow. So I'm going to play a couple of voicemails today. This first one. This one's from Fred. What's up, hey? What's going on, man? Hope you had a good weekend. How you feeling, man? Shout out to you, C-Dub, and Bobby the Cognac boys. Man, I'm just hearing this news about, you know what I'm saying, Jenkins out for six weeks. That's going to really, like, you know, kind of hurt the line. But I want to know, do you think you, you trust Jatari Carter to fill in that role while he's out for six weeks? Or are we going to sign somebody that's a, you know, a, a, a less better, got better, you know what I'm saying, blocking, you know, pass blocking, run blocking as well? They can uh, fill in with our line, though. And watching that game Saturday, that boy, P.J. Walker, is pure hot trash. I expect for his ass to be cut because you let a rookie come in, an undrafted rookie on top of that. Come in and shows you, even though Tyson, you know what I'm saying, Beijing, you know what I'm saying, didn't put up spectacular numbers, but he did better than what P.J. Walker did. And I think he's our number two because P.J. Walker, he got to go. You know what I'm saying? Because this dude, he just – it's like he just throw picks like he's not reading the playbook or what? Like, let me, like, man, that, that, that shit blew me. And it was like I couldn't even really watch the game because I wanted to see how, you know, our other rookies, you know what I'm saying, and everybody else going to look to fill in on that three-man roster as well, though. But I'm just like, man, just looking forward to the season. I'm glad they didn't really play the starters like that because what we need to play our starters for is risking them getting hurt. So I know a lot of people are mad about that as well. And, man, look. I was watching the motherfucking Detroit game get Jacksonville, right? They fucking game announcers is corny as fuck, man. I'm like, y'all do some straight cornballs, man. They really believe that Detroit is going to make the noise win the division. I'm like, look at I'm like, oh, look at the Detroit kidding fans and announcers. They really believe, though. But, man, I think P.J. Walker going to be cut with Vildor, Bombass, and whoever else, though. But let me know what you think. Let me know if, if, if dude Tyson got that on. Uh, Second string spot, and we cutting PJ Walker and whoever else. If it is, Chicago up, bear down, baby. Tevin Jenkins, um, man, listen, um, it sucks, right? Especially for a player like Tevin who has really responded well. The Bears have moved him up and down the line, and he's always, you know, been a team player. He was one of our better offensive linemen, if not our best offensive lineman last season. And his the protection that he provides is needed, right? And I know some Bears fans talk about him being injury prone and the fact that the Bears need to start looking elsewhere. And the thing that I'll say is this, is if a player keeps proving to be injury prone, you have to have somebody to back him up that's ready. Even if you're going to double down and say, we like this guy's talent so much, we are willing 
to to go through the injury concerns. You still have to have quality backups there. Now, something to say, Alex Leatherwood, J. Tyree Carter, things like that. You add specifically about J. Tyree Carter, and here's what I'll say. I, I like what I've seen from Carter. I think that there is a still a really good offensive lineman in Carter that needs to be developed. Now, here's the thing that I'll also say, that if Tevin Jenkins is going to be out the higher end of that speculation, let's say for the six weeks, I would like to see J. Tyree Carter get a shot, but I would also still like to see them go after a veteran offensive lineman just in case. If J. Tyree Carter's getting blown up a couple of games, he's not quite performing the way that you need him or want him to, that you have that veteran presence there. That's what I would like to see the Chicago Bears do. Not necessarily saying that they will, but that's what I would like to see, to answer your question there. So, you know, we'll see what vets are out there. There are still some vets, uh, offensive linemen out there in free agency that the Bears could absolutely look to bring in and and solidify that offensive line while they're waiting on on all these injuries to clearing everybody to get healthy. Guys can let me know what you think on that down below. But let's get into this next one. This one's from Big Bro, Marifa Asai. Bobby, C-Dub, hey, what's happening, fellas, man? This is Marifa Asai, black yet again, man. I got the call back, man. I, I'm just so frustrated, man. I'm hearing and watching all these Chicago news media videos coming out with all of this praise and worship for this young rookie quarterback, Beijing. I mean, like, man, I ain't never, never heard no damn praise and worship for some damn quarterback who didn't go drafted at all. And I, he come from a damn D2 school, and they're they talking about the man like he the second coming of Tom Brady out there. They singing his praises, man. And I don't understand. These are the same people who got all the stuff to say negative about Justin Fields. All they do is scrutinize Justin, waiting, waiting for Justin to fail, waiting for him to do something wrong, always complaining about him holding the ball and this, that, and that. When they come out, they're talking about this young, undrafted quarterback, Beijing. They singing songs about this man on CHGO. They singing songs about him. I'm like, what the hell did he do in his career other than playing a damn preseason game that ain't got no damn script and they ain't got no defenses to stop his ass and they calling him a secret agent, man. What the hell type of shit is that? Man, I'm like, what the? I ain't heard no damn song for Justin Fields. That's the man right there. Justin is the man. So how you going to sit up there and complain about the man that's going to take us to the Super Bowl victory, and you praising some, boy, don't, don't let me say it. Oh, you know what I'm saying. Don't let me say it. Hey, don't let me say it. I'm so fed up. I'm so fed up. I, I can't. I can't. I, I'm like, what did they, what did he do? It's a preseason game. So ain't nobody scripting nothing. Ain't no defensive starters on the field. He's doing this against second and third string. People that's going to be, Stopping at Walmart and greeting at Walmart and driving school buses next damn month. Who the hell he figure he the guy make that calling him like he be the next second coming? Okay, so he come in, he do his job, he do what he's supposed to do, you know, and then all of a sudden here's this praise and what's talking about. Oh, I love his release. Oh, he got quick feet. Oh, he can study and read the field. He can do this and he do that. But when it comes to justice. They got everything negative to say about Justin. Everything. I'm so sick and tired. I'm so sick and tired of them complaining and putting Justin down. And you know why they're doing it. You know why they're doing it. Don't make me say it. Hey, Marifa just went off. Here's what I'll say. I, bro, I, I understand you saying praise. I think 
we got to realize it's preseason. And we got to also realize that as an undrafted rookie, right, it, the praise is it, 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 it evens out, right? This is a guy who played at a D2 school that, yes, he put up amazing numbers there. And the Bears may have found a diamond in the rough. They just may have. And I don't think there's nothing wrong in saying that. But, like, I know you said people are singing songs about him, things like that. Like, I think it's more so to say that, hey, if the if this guy is going to be good, even if he is just the career backup to, to Justin Fields, but he looks this good, that is reason to be excited. And I don't and I don't take the praise for Tyson Bajit as a slight to Justin Fields. I do, do see some people in comments like, oh, he's going to take over the starting position for Fields eventually. All that is just noise. Justin Fields is our QB1. But you still want to have quality behind them. Justin, you just never know, right? Much like I said with Dante Foreman and Roshan Johnson. like, And so if the Bears did get a quality backup that can step up, that can be a game manager as an undrafted quarterback, that is something that deserves praise. Now, like I said, I'm not getting into the whole thing of let's praise him over Justin and things like that that some people do, but it does deserve a level of praise. I was very impressed by Tyson Bajit. Now, let's see what he does in week three because I do think with kind of the questions around the offensive line, the defensive line we're going to face in week three, I don't think Justin Fields is going to play at all if he if if he plays a little bit maybe, but, I, but you know, we're going to get more of an opportunity to see him, and I think that it's a combination of how bad P.J. Walker looked and how good Tyson Bajan looked as an undrafted rookie, that's why you're seeing the praise. I get what you're saying. I've seen some people say some crazy things in regards to Tyson when it comes to, like, being the QB1 eventually over Justin Fields, and that is – it's disappointing that Bears fans are just so up and down when it comes to stuff like that. But, like, if the if the Bears did get a diamond in the rough as an undrafted quarterback, let's see it, right? I mean, it'll eventually come – everything will be revealed in the light at some. But thank you guys so much for leaving those voicemails. Make sure you guys get in more as tomorrow is the mailbag episode. But more importantly, follow the channel at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearscentral.gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys and like we liked in every episode up. Shy town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break Media. Media.